It's a dozen games into the season, and your Texas Rangers are in first place in the American League West. On today's show, I cross over with Sully, host of Locked On MLB, to talk about the big picture for the Texas Rangers squad heading into a challenging weekend against the Houston Astros. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked onto the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. And please hit that subscribe button. We are about 50 subscribers away from 2,000. We'd really appreciate hitting that number. Um, while the Rangers are still in first place in the American League West, today is Friday, April 14th. Your Rangers are 7-5, and five, still tied for first place in the American League West. I'm going to keep doing that, but as long as it holds true, and after this weekend, I'm not sure it still will, but right now, it's true. Your Rangers are in first place in the American League West. Coming up, we're going to get into the big picture with Sully. That'll be in segments two and three, and we're also going to talk about Taylor Hearn news. But first, this episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, the news of the day on Thursday is that the Rangers were making a change in their bullpen. Taylor Hearn while coming off back-to-back really rough outings where he allowed four earned runs in all of those, he has been optioned to AAA. He will not be with the Rangers in Houston. The Rangers are going to make a change in the bullpen. Their bullpen has been really, really good so far this year. But, mm, of course, my voice gives out when I've already recorded with Soli and can't just throw to him for five minutes. Um, but no. This was some back-to-back rough outings for Taylor Hearn. Four runs in each of those outings. The Rangers were losing, and they were not coming back. Um, <coughs> but it was it was a struggle for him the last couple outings, and the Rangers have been able to let him work through some of those struggles in years past. He is was in the starting rotation to start last year. That didn't work out. Worked as more of a long reliever, and and that really did work out quite a bit. I mean, he was pretty darn good last year in in that bullpen role had a three and a half ERA in 18 games with uh, 41 strikeouts in 41 innings last year as a reliever. So people ask you, oh, was, was Taylor Hearn really all that good last year as a reliever? Yeah. Yeah, he really was. He did have an ERA over six as a starter and that really skewed all of his numbers last year. Um, but I've been a big Taylor Hearn believer for a long time, but unfortunately when the pen is as good as it is, which is not something that I expected to be saying 12 games into the season. When the pen is this good, there's not a whole lot of room for weak links. And so far, unfortunately, as much as I love Taylor Hearn, he has been the weak link of this bullpen. Granted, it was in losing outings, but the Rangers need to have their best arms in the pen. They have a whole lot of options. Some of the guys they have as options to replace him. Um, There is John King, who has been with the Rangers, the big league club, quite a bit. Josh Spores, who... The whole deal on him is he has nasty stuff and not nearly enough idea where it's going, but when he's throwing it exactly where he wants to, it's very good. But again, he didn't make the opening day roster, so I think that 
he might not be coming back up. Joe Barlow has lost some velocity on his fastball. I don't really think that's an option. Um, but when you're looking at guys, those are the guys on the 40-man roster, and then there's only one other guy that they could bring up, and I think that is going to be their choice. That is right-hander Yeri Rodriguez. Last year, he was able to come up in the final game of the season, make his Major League debut, in which a lot of people probably forgot because it was Tom Grieve Day, and um, it was the end of the season, and the Rangers broadcast crew almost missed it when it was his his Major League debut because we were all so obsessed with Tom Grieve. Um Hope Tom Grieve is retiring in peace and we can see him just randomly pop into a Rangers booth. Uh, I really miss him, the TV booth, and I think we all do. And uh, we could all use a little bit of cookie talk every now and again. Um, but I think Gary Rodriguez, um, he throws some some cookie. I don't know if cookie is a good term or a, pit, a term for a pitch left right over the heart of the plate. But Gary Rodriguez has been very good so far. His uh, fastball is um, up over 97. Um, he's only allowed a couple of base runners in his first four innings of work. He struck out five, has not allowed a single earned run in AAA so far this season. I thought he might end up making the roster out of camp, but it's seeming like that, well, I, it, not seeming, it didn't happen. Um, it just straight up didn't happen. Um, instead, we got Ian Kennedy, who has been pretty good, as have pretty much every Rangers reliever. Actually, if you're looking on the baseball reference page for these Texas Rangers at this point um, before the game on Friday, maybe it will change in the, during the game on Friday, but the only reliever who's allowed more than two earned runs in this Rangers bullpen is Taylor Hurt. There's a few other guys who have allowed two runs, um, John Hernandez and Brock Burke. Those are the only other guys who have allowed multiple earned runs. That is how good this bullpen has been. There are plenty of guys with a perfect zero ERA, including Dane Dunning, Cole Reagans, um, and Jose LeClerc as well. Will Smith has just allowed the one earned run. Um, Ian Kennedy has just allowed the one earned run. This has been a bullpen that has been very, very effective. And surprisingly, one of the backbones of this team, which the Rangers will be relying on. I've talked a lot in yesterday's episode about how much better these starting pitching staff is and how they're going to have some legitimate matchups with this Houston Astros squad in which sometimes the Rangers will have the better starting pitcher against Houston Astros for the last three, four, five, lot for the longest time, basically since Lance Lynn was here. Uh, that has not been the case that the Rangers have had really any matchups against this Houston Astros squad, squad where they have the better starting pitching matchups. But the weekend is full of three really quality starting pitching matchups, including on Sunday when the Rangers have their second Sunday night baseball game in three weeks. And they hadn't had one since 2018. I feel like it'd been at least five years. Um, I think it was 2013 before, since they had had one in Arlington, they had not had one in the new stadium, which granted that's only been three years and they've been terrible for most of those years, but still um, they have Martin Perez versus Luis Garcia on Friday, John Gray versus Hunter Brown. I think the Rangers have the edge on that matchup on Saturday. I think that John Gray has been fantastic this season. I know that he has. Hunter Brown is a promising rookie, but he is still a rookie. And then Andrew Heaney coming off that fantastic outing on Monday. He will be going up against Framber Valdez. Framber Valdez is incredible, and I think one of the more underrated and better pitchers, unfortunately, in the American League. Unfortunately, only because he pitches for the Houston Astros and uh, will be the bane of the Rangers' existence for quite some time. They will be without Corey Seager this weekend and for about a month. With that left hamstring strain, the Rangers' alpha is going to have to step up. Going to need some big hitting from Nathaniel Lowe, from Marcus Simeon, and from others in this lineup. And I think the Rangers just might get it. If they can take two out of three, I will be over the moon ecstatic. But I will settle for just not getting swept. Um, just 
a few days after losing their star shortstop. Coming up, we're going to get into my talk with Sully about these Rangers at large. Hey, has this ever happened to you? You get an offer that says, try it for free for 30 days. You try it. said, hey, that was pretty cool. Then you forgot about it. And guess what? It's no longer free after the 30 days. You have yourself a subscription that you forgot about. Whoops. 80% of the people out there have done exactly that. I think I might be one of them. You could be wasting money. Who could do that these days? What you need to do is use Rocket Money. They help you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't use. It's a personal finance app that helps find and cancel unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find those subscriptions for you. And if you don't want to pay for it anymore, just hit cancel. Huh? Rocket Money will take care of it for you. It helps you manage your finances and automatically categorize your expenses. You can keep track of your budget all in one place, all in real time. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to 720 bucks a year. So stop throwing away your money, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash MLB. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash MLB. Look at this is the best time of the year to be a sports fan in so many ways. You have the baseball season coming around. You have the NHL Stanley Cup finals are coming. You have the NBA finals. There's lots of great entertainment out there. There's a lot of excitement and tension on the field, but there should be no excitement or tension in how to get your tickets. Why? Because you should be using game time. It's game time for game time. Look at Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets, and you can get their best price guarantee. Stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have. Guess what? It's the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up until the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, hockey, baseball, concerts, comedy, you name it. The game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you for 110% of the difference. Now, snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code name LOCKEDONMLB. They use code LOCKEDONMLB, and that could be your code name as well for $20 off your first purchase. Almost got through that ad read. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Well, we have ourselves. Let's get rid of that banner, shall we? Bye. We have... We have our guest today, who is the host of the podcast, whose fan base hates your pal Sully more than any fan base in baseball, with a possible exception of the Angels fan base. But guess what? He is the host of the podcast that follows your first place Texas Rangers. Ladies and gentlemen, 
my nemesis, Bryce Patrick. How you doing, enemy? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. And you know, You're not my enemy. You're no, not absolutely enemy. not. And you know, Ran- Rangers fans have have uh, forgiven you for your your pinch potting appearance coming off. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. The nice ones have. And you know that first place Texas Ranger team. That's I've been doing this podcast since 2019. I think honestly, that's the first time this team has ever been first place Texas Rangers in the history of the Locked On Rangers podcast. So I am milking it for all it's worth because I don't know if it'll hold up after this weekend in Houston. Full disclosure: We're recording this part of the podcast before we know what happened in the Pirates St. Louis game and the San Diego Milwaukee game. If the Pirates held on to that lead and the Padres won, that means right now we would have the tied for first place Pirates, tied for first place Angels, tied for first place Rangers, tied for first place Arizona Diamondbacks. There you go, Miller Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks. Um, I honestly don't see any change at the tops of the standings by the end of the year. And should we start be looking at how they'll match up with some of these teams come playoff time? Well, maybe. And uh, hopefully by the time everything turns around, Corey Siegel will be back off the IL. Just some really devastating news in this series against the Royals and a fascinating, incredibly fun game on Tuesday night. Jacob DeGrom on the hill and uh, Rangers absolutely dominating most of this series uh actually it might have been a monday that uh that series got hurt maybe it was two mm-hmm. i can't remember it, so much has happened this week it's been yeah, kind of overwhelming it, it's been a wild week for ranger fans well it that really was the game has. i actually talked about that game on the show because that was the game if i'm remembering correctly that the rangers won on a walk-off home run mm-hmm. but i'm time time i'm time three run home run his third career walk-off home run but with one out in the 10th of the 11th, whichever extra inning it was. 10th. I, I, the 10th, uh, there was a, the tying run was on third. And I made a note of Bobby Witt Jr. of the Royals made a phenomenal running back to the, um, back to the plate catch where it was kind of like, uh, uh, you know, it was, it was a Three Stooges episode there, but he managed to hold on to it. I and, thought that was then, it. I thought that was going to end the game. Honestly, I, that was so impressive by Bobby Wood Jr. Well, it would have it would have it would have tied the game had had it dropped in, and he turned around and he, he not only caught it and was kind of off balance, but then turned around and threw it home so Simeon couldn't score. And I made a note to, to highlight that because the the next batter got it. I think it was Garcia. It was, a, it was got Garcia singled up the middle. And then I don't want to overlook. It's really easy to overlook an, an ending like that. But mm-hmm. Josh Young, the rookie Red Raider, uh, Reckon Tech, the very next plate appearance after it was Garcia singled home the tying run. Uh, Josh, Josh Young had a fantastic at bat, a nine pitch walk that brought up Jonah Heim, who ended up hitting the three run walk off home run. But that was really good at bats by everybody. Lowe's pop-up was into Nowheresville. Even Josh Smith, um, he had the hardest hit ball of that inning, 109 miles an hour off the bat. It just happened to go to Jackie Bradley Jr., who plays a pretty good outfield defense. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, so, but like, look at, if if you told me that right now they would have an injury to Seager, Yavaldi's ERA would start with a six. DeGrom gets, uh, has a bad first game. Um, and I wouldn't say ba- I would say more unlucky. Unlucky. Than bad. Okay. Do you know what? You're right. That's right. Because there were there were some, especially those hits down the line. Uh, that yeah. like the triple that was like 69 miles an hour off the bat from Trey. Okay. Turner. Yes. Okay. I, I, 
yes, because I, I seem to always get your fan base angry if I don't <laughs> say that DeGrom, is it DeGrom, Walter Johnson, or uh, Randy Johnson? Who's the greatest pitcher of all time? Um, you know, and you, you're not getting much out of some of your some of your hitters. You know, Grossman's not playing well. Duran's not playing well. If I told you all that, and you say, oh, God, they must have stumbled out of the gate. And the answer is no. They're, I mean, they've won, they, they started the season winning, you know, seven of their first 12 games. Um, the Angels and the uh, Rangers have taken advantage of a sluggish start from the Astros, who are, we'll, we'll talk about in segment three, the Rangers are going to be playing on Friday. So this is, this is going to be a big, the big first test. But, you know, I, 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 you have to give credit where credit is due, and you know you you winning these games. It's important, and I made the same point about the Brewers. It's important for the Rangers to get out of the gate looking pretty good. Yeah, it really it's is. Important. And yeah. thankfully, they have a really. I mean, not that there's ever a good time for you know your all-star shortstop to be injured, the guy who's you know the foundation of your lineup. Um, but if the Rangers are going to do it, and I, I've said all along the Rangers need to get off to a hot start. Thankfully they had the schedule to do it. I mean, starting off with a sweep of the Phillies was, was great. Then they lose two out of three of the Orioles lose two out of three of the Cubs. You think, okay, well they take two out of three with the Royals, but outside of this weekend series in Houston, the Rangers have a pretty easy schedule um, for the next two weeks. They go on the road to Kansas city. They play the A's for three games at home. Then they play the reds on the road for three games. They do finish off the, the month with four games against the Yankees, which is not going to be easy, but still for the, the most part you got you know what is that 12 games against the royals a's and reds you can take advantage of that and the rangers need to yeah and of course i mean that's always a dangerous game to play in baseball because there's always will be a situation where a bad team has a good couple of days but also remember the yankees are obviously the yankees are a good team but they're a team that has holes in it you know and we're seeing that their pitching staff is their starting pitching staff isn't as deep as they would hope it would be. And there are some, there are some holes to poke in in that and, you know, give Texas some credit, you know, let's, let's talk. I want to talk about some of the positive things and in almost all the things I want to talk about the positive thing, because or it has to do with, with the pitching staff, because yes, Seager's got off to a nice start and he's hurt. And yes, you've got, you know, Garcia's got some big hits and Han's got some big hits, of course, but this team is going to live or die by its pitching staff. Take away the unlucky hits off of DeGrom in game one. He's pitched really well the last couple of games. And you look at the, I know I'm, I'm saying this, especially for the people who think I, I hate DeGrom or something. He has struck out 27 in 16 and two thirds innings. He has two walks, a 27 to two walk to strikeout ratio. You know, that's pretty good. He's let up eight earned runs. Most of them were in that first game. And he has, and by, you know, he's pitched very well. John Gray has pitched well. Uh, Perez has pitched well. You know, the, the, the thing that made me not want to, believe in or I'm not it's not one I you don't want to believe in something you either believe in something or you don't mm -hmm. I didn't believe in the Rangers 
because I didn't have faith in their the depth of their pitching staff or the or the um, durability of the pitching staff, and taxes aren't due yet, so it's still pretty early. Taking taxes said, in, though. But that being said, they are getting the pitching that they need, and Will Smith and and um, uh, what's his name uh, Dunning have been pitching well out of the bullpen. Um, I I think. Uh, uh, so far, basically, you can't ask for much more for the pitching staff than they've given them so far. Yeah, absolutely. And that was one of the things that that was why I was pushing back on you so much, because you talked about the depth of this pitching staff. And, well, you know, all five, almost all five of these guys, uh, these starting pitchers that are the, the top five options the Rangers had coming into camp, uh, most of them had a lot of injury question marks. I mean, DeGrom has missed a lot of time the last couple of years. Nate Evaldi has missed a lot of time over his entire career. Same with Andrew Heaney. Even John Gray has not been the picture of durability. And so far, it, granted, it is, what, 10, 12, 11 games into the season. Um, they are healthy. And I was more bullish on the back end behind them. Dane Dunning was one of those guys who's probably going to be the number seven starter in this rotation. Glenn Otto was kind of going to be um, like the number eight starter. He's out for a few months. And um, Jake Odorizzi, who the Rangers traded for, who everyone forgot about, um, as they should forget about, because he's going to be out for the year. He was the number six starter who you could plug in when it's been like felt like when one of these guys is hurt. Um, now that's going to be Dane Dunning at this point. Did, but, he even uh, pitch, did he even pitch a game for them? He didn't pitch at all. He didn't pitch in spring training, had a shoulder injury. Um, he had forearm tight, tightness early on in spring training, took him a little while to get going, and then had a shoulder injury, and he is out for the year. So uh, all the Rangers gave up for him was Colby Allard. So uh, I'm not too bent out of shape about that. More just bummed about the lack of depth behind him. Don't really know what the deal with Glenn Otto is. He's probably going to be out for a couple months, but... Who knows? And Cole Reagan's um, has been fantastic out of the pen, gained a few miles an hour uh, on his velocity. And if the Rangers, if Dane Dunning doesn't work out as a starter, multiple, multiple of these starters get hurt. I think Reagan's might be plugged into this rotation. I think he would have won a job out of camp if it wasn't all five of these guys that were healthy. That's how good Cole Reagan's was in spring training. And of course, they have Ian Kennedy, who is so old that he can actually show off the fact that he has a World Series ring as a player for the Yankees. That's uh that's how old he is. That's a while ago. That's old by the way, man. By the way, he didn't actually he didn't play in the postseason because he was hurt, but uh um but he was part of the team. So I think everyone on the major league team gets a ring. I don't know I've never won one. But uh um yeah so look at I'm again I'm not gonna say that I, I you know it's things could still the wheels could come off or things could work out well. I mean, when the Red Sox won in 2013, can't believe that was 10 years ago, there were a lot of pitchers. I, I thought they were going to be awful that year. And one of the reasons I said was, you know, I lived through, you know, the beer and fried chicken and the horrible Bobby Valentine year. And I said, who's going to, what pitchers are going to win? I mean, you know, Lester's sliding. Buckholz is always hurt. Lackey's always hurt. You know, who, who are we relying on? And as it turned out, I was wrong. Those pitchers stayed healthy and, and remained, you know, quality, gave them all quality starts. If they can get the Grom, Martin Perez, and John Gray, you know, pitching well, then do you know what? It's uh, maybe I'm wrong. And, and you know, and that's and the entire, the entire season hinges on that. What if. 
It really does. And I think the biggest the biggest show of, of this team kind of turning everything around was actually came from Andrew Heaney, who is the number five starter, signed a one and one year deal, um, two years if I don't know. It's got a whole bunch of contingencies. Basically, the, the point is if he pitches well this year, he can opt out if he wants to. If not, it's two years, $25 million. But he came in, he threw nine consecutive strikeouts on Monday against these Royals, broke or t- broke the Rangers uh, record for most consecutive strikeouts in the game, ended the game with uh, five strikeouts, no earned runs in, or 10 strikeouts, no earned runs in five innings. Um, and then here you go. The next day you hand the ball off to your ace. Here goes your number five starter throwing five innings of no earned runs and 10 strikeouts. And then Jacob Grom's on the hill the next day. Like that's, that is just infinitely different from where this team was last year with their starting pitchers. They got a manager who knows how to handle it. They you do. know, in Bochi, we trust. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can never praise Boach enough. He's, he's my dad's, he was my dad's favorite manager. And, you know, he, I mean, what he did with San Diego, what he did with San Francisco, uh, you know, you can't deny that he's terrific at his game. And do you, what you have to praise the GM for, you know, going for it. Cause you know what? It's hard to be a GM. It is hard. You, th- you think it's easy. But it's hard. And I've been playing all sorts of GM games my whole life. I could Stratomatic, Pursue the Pennant, Digital Diamond, play on my baseball cards, Hardball, all these things that I've done. But nothing compares to Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Now, I have my team, which is my uh, it's my fantasy team. They're called the Hawaii, the Honolulu Waves. We're not doing well. We're not doing well. We're struggling, okay? Heads may have to roll. I may have to do some shakeup, but that's part of the deal here. You have to hire the right coaches and staff. You have to manage the team finances. You have to scout and draft players. Navigating your franchise through free agency, the ups and downs of a season. There have been more downs than ups for my team. And it's a challenging, realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free, playable offline. Play, play as you go. Play as you want. Play during the Zoom meeting. I don't care. So what you do is locked on MLB listeners. I'm going to make the same deal for locked on Rangers listeners. How generous? Get, uh, you have, hey, hey, it, it, I pass it on to you. 100% free boost to the franchise when using promo code locked on at the game store. Make sure to check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. And go Honolulu Waves. Catch the wave. You know, we have to do marketing. <laughs> and you're not the not GM. Drawn. You're, just, you know, you're we're everything. Not drawn well. We're not drawn well either. I mean, you know. You got to work on those cheap flights to Hawaii or like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the show Bojack Horseman. They build like a, a, a transatlantic highway from California all the way to Hawaii. So maybe maybe that's what you need to get out no, to the game. We'll road trip. All right. Well, look it. We're here with Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. Um, and uh, it's, uh, by the way, it's looking good for the Pirates. They're up 4 nothing. It could be holding on to first place. Well, how great would it be to have a Pirates Rangers World Series, huh? You know, in my MLB The Show uh, 2020, uh, when I have my my creative player who is literally hitting 100 home runs every single year, uh, in the year 2030, the Rangers and Pirates do play in the World Series, and O'Neill Cruz is um, the fully actualized version of himself. And 
I mean, those pirates gave gave my Rangers with uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. and uh, and uh, Walker Bueller and a few other guys that ended up signing with the Rangers that uh, probably won't in real life. Um, they gave them run for their money, but the Rangers won their tenth straight World Series. So, so um, what 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 year was that? Uh, Twenty thirty. All right, so go to FanDuel, put down your money. <laughs> FanDuel, FanDuel is not a sponsor of this particular one. And by the way, we're here with Bryce Patrick. Uh, in an upcoming show, the, I believe the next show we're doing for Lockdown MLB, I'm going to be doing the show which I record all throughout the weekend, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, where I recap the weekend's game. And I also talk about how I don't know what's going to happen. And so you hear some of my predictions, and some of my predictions – are astonishingly wrong, but I own up to it. Kind of like how some of my predictions may be wrong with the Texas Rangers, but maybe not. I don't know. Neither do you. We have a uh, previewing that weekend that I'm going to be talking about. We got a lot of interesting games. Um, probably, I mean, the, you have the Twins and the Yankees. The Twins are in first place and absolutely gobsmacked the Yankees, which doesn't happen that often. Uh, the Rays are going to try to continue their perfect start and break the Milwaukee Brewers uh, run, and they're going north of the border. Barrios versus Rasmussen. That'll be fun. That's going to be fun. I can uh, tell you. I can tell you why. The only reason why the uh, the Twins are in first place it's all because of my large adult son Joseph Nicholas Gallo. Good that, things. Good things happen to any good team. Good thing happens with them. Yep. Uh, by the way, you have uh, Trout and Company. Uh, for the Angels, the first place Angels are heading to the Red Sox, who are still looking their wounds from getting swept by the Rays. Uh, the you have the Braves and the Royals in the recent World Series champion, I guess, uh, matchup. There, uh, the Pirates are trying to hold on to first place, and they're playing the Cardinals. The Mets and the A's are doing a reunion of the 1973 World Series, 50th anniversary of that wild, weird World Series which was the last appearance on the field of Willie Mays, by the way, for those of you keeping score at home. Uh, but no doubt, besides, I think the Rays are the most interesting game because of their winning streak. But the yeah. Rangers-Astros series starts on Friday. Perez versus Garcia, uh, who Garcia has been the least effective of the Astros pitchers up until this point. Oh, don't say that. Uh, don't say it. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna hurl a gem now. I know it. Yeah, so go to FanDuel and, and bet on him throwing a perfect game. Um, this is a real test for the Rangers to see how much of this start is an actual good start or how much of this is, you know, is just a, a, a nice couple of weeks at the start of the season. You know, this, this is going to be one of the first checkpoints. Yeah, it really is. And it's the first AOS game they play this year. And of course, it's on the road against Houston. I think the pitching matchups for the whole weekend are kind of a, indicative of how this series has changed. The Rangers have been absolutely terrible against the Astros the last, I don't know, five years, more than that, six years since they, there's only been two competitive years. The Astros came into the division in 2013. And for the first couple of years, um, the Astros were terrible. And they got slightly good, and the Rangers ended up winning two AOS titles in 2015, 2016. And the Rangers fell off a cliff, and the Astros got really good and have been good since, and the Rangers have stayed bad since then. So for all this hope of, you know, the silver boot series and, oh, there's a bunch of animosity. Well, it was in 2015 and 16. That was really fun that the Rangers won those two AOS titles, but 
there hasn't been a whole lot since then. But I mean, on Saturday, you have John John Gray versus Hunter Brown. And on Sunday, you have Andrew Heaney versus Framber Valdez, which is probably about as lopsided as a starting pitch, pitching matchup as you can get between these two teams. But still, Andrew Heaney's coming off that really great outing last week. Granted, it was against the Royals, but still, it was fantastic. It so, wins. Hey, don't, wins. Yeah, don't make these caveats. Because a lot of times you'll see... I'm, I'm used to a losing team, all right, man? I'm I know, used to I having know, but a big lot, A lot of times, you know, a loss here and a loss there to a bad team, you have to... This is what the, you know, the some people are trying to poo-poo what the Rays are doing. They're, ah, they're playing a bunch of bad teams. Well, they're supposed to win these games. You know, you're, they're you're doing what you're all supposed of them. to do. Well, that, well, that's what they're doing. Exactly. And so, you know, the Rangers, you know, yeah, they've had a soft schedule so far. Great. Then win those games. They have. So now this is this is test number one. Now, you know, full disclosure, I picked the Astros to win the World Series. I don't think I'm the only one to do that. Wow, you can't you can't say that. That's just rude. I may have just cursed them. Who knows? I hope um, so. But you did that, this, then then much applause to you. <laughs> but this is that first real challenge because obviously the Rangers got off to a, a, a good start. And the Astros have got off to a clunky start. If the Astros win this series, they will be eight and eight, and the Rangers would be eight and seven. So seven. If that's I think seven and seven. But if Wait. I'm saying if the if, oh. the, if the Astros took two out oh, of the three, series, okay, win the series. If they take two out of three, then only half a game will separate the two. So you you these games count just as much. And if you're trying, if you know who the main competition that you're going to be chasing, you want to make sure every time you play them, whether it's in April or in September, those are, that's essentially like two wins in the, that's, you know, that's chopping two numbers off of the magic number. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yes, we're already taking a look at the magic number. I mean, when your team, I think mean, I think people don't realize how bad the Rangers have been. I mean, I started my fandom in earnest, like my true obsession. Like I was grew up a Rangers fan, but it was it was really casual. I just kind of happened to choose 2010 that year to to stick on. It happened to be a really good year to to watch every single game, and um, kind of forgot for the first like seven years of my fandom. Oh, it's not always like this. I mean, the Rangers hadn't been. I mean, they won on opening day and they had not been above 500 since August of 2020 at all. At any point, not even an opening day win, not a, you know, two and one, nothing. They've been at 500 at the end of the month of May last year. They had a really good month of May. Then they lose on June 1st to those undefeated Rays. They weren't undefeated at that point. And then they never got close to 500 again for the rest of last year. It is, I'm enjoying every single bit of this being over 500 being in first place because it has been so long. People have forgotten about the Rangers and honestly, they've been pretty much right too. All right. Well, guess what folks? The magic number for the Rangers to clinch the AL West is 149. <laughs> so start chipping away at that. Start chipping away. At I'm going to start tweeting that out now, as long yeah, as they're in first place, you know yeah, what? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? By the way, I just want to say, uh, remember, we are going to be doing the show uh, where we're going to be reviewing the weekend games. That's going to drop on Sunday night. So we've been doing actually a couple of. Uh, are you, are you going to get Sunday night baseball? The Rangers getting two oh, yeah. Sunday night baseball games in the first three weeks is just blowing my mind. Sully. it's been so long since people been, cared about my team. It's been something here. That's right. And by the way, for those who keep you score at home, this is going to be yet another six episode week. 
So, you know, you're, we're giving, we're, we're, we're passing the savings on to you with our uh, Locked On MLB. Hey, uh, Bryce Patrick, tell people where they can listen to your terrific show. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick and find the show at Locked On Rangers. And you can find Locked On Rangers on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. We're coming up on, I think, 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. So I think we're like 50 away. So help us hit that number. Appreciate it. And we're at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And we're trying to reach 1 billion subscribers. We're several hundred million shy of that right now. <laughs> but our goal is 1 billion subscribers. So please, please spread the word. And as always, I want to thank everyone who is our everyday listeners. Uh, I had a thing where I was saying put a hashtag everyday MLB so I could see which one of you are listening every single day. But it turns out there already was a hashtag called everyday MLB. So I'm going to personalize this. Everyday Sully. If you are here <laughs> listening to this show every single day, hashtag everyday Sully so I can see you and I'll give you some shout outs uh, next week. And if you have any questions, anything you want me to cover, shoot me tweets, shoot me texts, send me a, a message on a paper airplane. I'll do it all. Talking about the first place Rangers and trying to chip away at that 149, which is their magic number. I'm Paul Francis Sullivan. He's Bryce Patrick. This has been a Locked On MLB Locked On Rangers crossover, and please call me Sully.